stand with us and sing. Where justice rolls down like a mighty water, and righteousness goes like an ever-flowing stream, when mercy resounds like the waves on the ocean, let praises rise high on the songs of the Welcome to worship on this beautiful Sunday morning. You do know that we have seats up here. If anybody wants to sit a little bit closer, I promise that that we don't bite if you come just a little bit closer. Good morning and welcome to everybody online as well. And friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. Let us greet one another. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you this morning. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power as we join together to worship and to praise you. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, you ready for a children's moment? No. No? Well, we're going to pretend that everybody just said a really loud yes, okay? Hey, adults, are you guys ready for a children's moment? Yeah. Okay. Oh, goodness. Okay, all this silliness. 
so here is what we're going to talk about, although some of you guys are like super spread out right now. So here is what we're going to talk about. Some of you guys went to Dunkirk. Even some of these big kids went to Dunkirk this past week, which is our camp that we have. And some of you guys may have gone to other camps as well. But I know for the kids, the younger kids at camp, you guys talked about superheroes in the Bible. Do you guys remember talking about superheroes in the Bible? Yes, and there's one song that was playing when I arrived, and it's a song called Confidence. And what's that song called Confidence about? It's about having confidence in the Lord, just like who in a lion's den? Who was in a lion's den? Daniel, thank you, from way over there. It was Daniel in the lion's den. But how did Daniel have such strong confidence and faith in the Lord? What happened? Anybody want to tell me? Yeah? Exactly. So everybody was told that they needed to worship the king, but Daniel refused. Daniel said, I'm sorry, but I only worship God. I'm not worshiping any king or any person. I only worship the Lord. And then he got thrown into a lion's den, which must have been terrifying. Can you imagine being thrown into a lion's den? I would be terrified with the hungry, hungry lions who just want to eat you up. And I'm sure I would have been absolutely terrified. And I'm sure Daniel was terrified too. But Daniel, he, he had strength and he had confidence in the Lord. And he knew that he was only going to stay faithful to the Lord. And so the Lord sent an angel to protect him. And by the time that the king came, what was Daniel doing with the lion? petting him, petting the lion's head, just like he was a kitty cat, right? And everybody was amazed. Now, here's what we need to remember. This world can be a wild place. There can be lots of scary stuff. There can be lots of different things that happen in this world. But what we need to remember to do always is to have confidence in the Lord and remember that we are called to worship the Lord and follow Jesus above everything else. And the more we have that confidence in the Lord, the more that God will guide us. So I want you guys to think about that today. And then you guys get to go out and have some fun with these big kids right here. And then Sunday school for all of you parents and grandparents, summer Sunday school starts next week. So we will have summer Sunday school starting next week. But we appreciate our teenagers for stepping in in the meantime. All right, and let's join and say a prayer. Come closer, kiddos. Let's gather around and say a prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you, Lord, on this day. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon our young ones and upon all of us. Let them have faith and confidence in you, just like Daniel. Play, we praise you and your name through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off with the boys. Nice muscle there. Go, my children, with my blessing never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing you.
And now I do have a few announcements for you. If anybody else has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. I am just going to announce what our church has been doing this past week. So first, you can hit the first picture there, Adam. Now, I didn't have a picture of all of our eight kids that we sent from church, four for senior high and four for pilgrim camp over to Dunkirk, but this is a nice picture that one of the counselors took from Dunkirk. But we were able to send a total of eight of our kids, and and there could always be more. There's always room for more uh, to Dunkirk Camp and Conference Center, which is our church camp that we have. And I've heard from the senior high and I've heard from the kids that they all had a blast. And they're also learning and growing in their faith, which is another amazing thing that we want to happen. So if anybody wants to spread the word, there's still so many more camps available to our young people and even family camp, which is starting up this summer. But we also had some other exciting stuff that happened this week. And so we did another free food giveaway and barbecue with our sister church, Grace UCC in Buffalo, together with our other churches. And here's a few of the pictures for you. And you can see some of the exciting stuff going on. And then one of the pictures that I want to show you, oh, look, there's Dale doing the barbecuing right there. Good job. Oh, it was raining because there's Dale right now. It was raining because, yeah, it wasn't supposed to rain, and it wasn't raining in Tonawanda, but it was raining there. Okay, keep going through the pictures. Okay, here, right here, this is the picture I was looking. If you're online, you've probably seen this picture. But that one pastor at the very end, this is a bunch of us pastors, the one at the very end is actually our general minister and president of the United Church of Christ, which means he's the head honcho of our denomination. And he was here with us all day long on Friday, including out doing ministry with us, and it was wonderful to have him here. And then I think there might be one more picture. This is just my favorite picture. Now, just in case if you want to know, I was like hiding from the rain because I think I melt if I get wet or something like that. I was hiding from the rain, but you can see, you know, Robin and Debbie, you know, trying this. They're already soaking wet. They're completely soaking wet. Don't let the, the umbrella in the background deceive you. And then here's Jill coming up to me completely drenched in this, I think, is my favorite picture from the day. And so I just wanted to share this with you. And I think that's it for pictures. Uh, but thank you to everybody who helped. We were able to feed even more people. And we love doing ministry with our sister churches. Uh, especially our smaller sister churches, the more ministry that we can do with them, the better, and we hope to have more of it. Good morning. So our summers have begun, and we're going to have, instead of coffee hour, we're going to have Joe Mahalski's coffee and conversation. There'll be some treats and juice. Um, please come and join in conversation and enjoy some refreshments. Good morning. I just want to remind everyone that exercise class is this Wednesday, so the format for this Wednesday is more of a yoga stretching. Everybody's welcome, beginner to expert, uh, about 45 minutes, uh, bring a mat and water bottle. And if you prefer to stay in a chair, you don't even have to bring a mat. Just come and have conversation there too. And now let us join together as we light our peace candle. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day, and we light this candle as a symbol of peace. May you, Lord, lead us in your ways of peace. May we follow your ways of peace and justice and mercy and kindness. Let us follow your example, and let us be instruments of peace in your world. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.
Please join me in the opening litany. The prophets of old spoke of God's justice, even when it was unwelcome. Who will hear their message? We will hear. Responding to God's call, Jesus traveled, preaching and teaching all who would listen. Who will hear his message? Christ sent out disciples two by two to spread the good news in any place that would welcome them. Who will hear their message? We will listen and we will hear. God's prophets are among us still, around the world and in these pews. Who will hear their message? We will Spirit be the 
are the God of the humble. You are the humble King. You are the God of the humble. You are the humble King. Amen. And our reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter. We are going to read of Jesus sending either the 70 or the 72 out to do ministry. Now, this is an interesting thing. Some versions say 70 and some say 72. But what matters is that it is an even number because these disciples are going to go out two by two. But we are going to read from the Gospel of Luke, the 10th chapter. We are going to skip over a couple verses, so I will tell you when to jump down. But if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? amen. Okay, starting with verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed 70 or 72 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and every place where he himself intended to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborers deserve to be paid, and do not move about from house to house. And whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Now jump down to verse 17. And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. And he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me all along my pilgrim journey. The 
Let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day. Lord, on this day where even though the world seems somewhat chaotic, we turn to you to center our thoughts on you, to make sure that you are guiding our every action and our every move. So bless us, Lord, as we gather here in this place. Bless us, Lord, with the power of your Holy Spirit. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us and bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So in just over a week, I will leave for our youth mission trip with 34 of our teenagers and adults from the Western area. And each day that when we're on our mission trip, we will separate into teams. We basically have a whole bunch of minivans and we'll separate in, into teams and send every team out to different directions to do different kinds of ministry for that day. And I will tell you, I've now been on, I don't know, like 12 of these mission trips with this group, and God knows how many before in the churches before this, but I've been on many of these mission trips, and my favorite thing about mission trips is when we send all of these young people and adults out for the day, and then at the end of the day, we come back to the church, to our host church, and when we're back to our, at our host church, we gather so that we can eat together and worship together and just come together, but my favorite part about every single mission trip is when we're back at the church, and usually if I get back before and then a minivan pulls in, or, or sometimes we've got the 12 passenger vans, and a van pulls in, and then kids jump out of the car, and they come running up to me, and they're like, Pastor, Pastor, you're not going to believe
believe what we got to do today. Those are my favorite days. Where they're like, we got to go here, we got to do this. And then we met this guy and he did this, this, this thing and on all that other stuff. And they go on and on and on. And that excitement about whatever they did during that day is contagious. It's that energizing excitement. And I love moments like that when we're on the mission trip. And do you know, I think I know a little bit about what it, what it feels like to be Jesus when his disciples returned back to him. I think I just got a little bit of a glimpse because I think that's exactly what happened to Jesus. But let's back up just a little bit. So Jesus, he had already sent out 12 of his disciples in pairs. He had already sent the 12, the core 12 out to go do ministry, but now he was sending even more of them out. Now, because of the translation, we don't know if it was 70 or 72, but no matter what, that is an awful lot of people that Jesus sent out. So we gathered many of his disciples, 70 of his disciples together, and he told them that they were going to go out two by two, and they were just going to go to random towns, to places where Jesus knew he himself would eventually go, and they were just going to go, and to whoever would welcome them, they were going to tell them about God's love. They were going to tell them the good news about God's love, and if anybody needed to be healed, they were going to heal those people and bless those people. But Jesus said, here's the thing, Jesus said that they couldn't take anything with them. They had to go out and they couldn't take anything with them. They had to rely on the hospitality of others. Now, I want you to think for a moment. In this year, 2022, imagine if Jesus sent you out two by two and you had to find someone's house to stay at and somebody who would host you so you could tell them all about the love of Jesus and you could heal them and bless them. How many people do you think would open up their doors to you? (laughs) Not too many. But back then, hospitality was really important to the people. Hospitality was truly important. And so Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, far and wide. And he said, just go. You walk this way. You walk that way and you walk that way. Just go and tell anyone who will listen about God's redeeming love. Tell anyone who will listen the good news about God's redeeming love. And if someone needs to be healed, I give you the power to heal them. If somebody needs to be blessed, I give you the power to bless them. Jesus says, just go out. Of course, there were some people who Jesus knew would not welcome the disciples. There were some people and some towns where those places were just a little bit too grumpy to want to hear about the good news of God's redeeming love. And so Jesus knew that there were some people and some places that would not want to hear what the disciples had to say. And this I want us to pay attention to, really good attention to, because the advice that Jesus gives these disciples is good advice for all of us. Jesus told his disciples, if they go to a place and that place won't welcome them, if they go to a town and that town is full of curmudgeons, If they go to a place and those people are just mean and nasty, what does Jesus tell them to do? Dust the sand off their feet and move on. Does Jesus tell them to stew over it? Does Jesus tell them to keep replaying all those nasty things that that person said in their head? To keep replaying those nasty things until it makes it worse and worse in that situation? Did Jesus tell them to do that? No. Did Jesus tell them to get angry? And to ask God to send lightning down from heaven. You know, James and John, they they remember the whole setting fire down from heaven thing. You know, did, did Jesus say, get angry? 
ask God to curse them. Nope. Jesus said, dust the sand off your feet and move on. Find someone else who will listen. Find someone else who, is, who wants to and is ready to hear the good news. Don't dwell on that one person who was bringing you down. Don't dwell on that one person who was being nasty. Don't dwell on that one person who spewed hate in your face. Don't dwell on that one person, but instead, dust the sand off your feet and move on. Who here needs that advice from Jesus? Raise your hand if you need that advice from Jesus. We're going to pause right here in this moment. So often, somebody does something that we don't like. Somebody does something that angers us or hurts us, and we don't take the advice of Jesus. We don't dust the sand off our feet and leave everything right there and move on. We don't do that, but we stew over it. We, you know that when we play that over and over in our minds, we stew on it, over it. Just imagine that you leave here in worship on Sunday, and you know today it's Communion Sunday. We're hopefully going to leave here like feeling, feeling so full of the energy of the Lord, right? That's our plan today. We are going to leave here after we worship together and commune together, and we are going to feel so full of the love of God, right? Say amen to that if you're going to feel so full. And then imagine we go out and we meet Mr. Grumpy Pants. Maybe he lives in your neighborhood. Maybe he lives down the street. Maybe you bump into him at the grocery store if you're going to dare Wegmans after this. You know, maybe you bump into Mr. Grumpy Pants, and Mr. Grumpy Pants spews his grumpiness all over you. You know who I'm talking about. Somebody like that spews his grumpiness all over you. Are you going to let Mr. Grumpiness steal your joy that you have after worshiping the Lord and take you down? Are you going to let Mr. Grumpiness, uh, Grumpy Pants do that to you? No, because what do we do? We die. Dust the sand off our feet and we move on. We need to learn how to do that. All of us, this, I, I know that I've got more to talk about today, but this is something that is so important for us to learn how to do. We need to learn to dust the sand off our feet and move on. Maybe we meet somebody who, who they find out that we are followers of Jesus and they find out that we just love the Lord and they look at us and they think that somehow we've checked our brain at the door because there's people who think about that, I think like that about believers. If we meet somebody like that, are we going to, you know, try again and again and again to get them to hear us or are we going to dust the sand off our feet and move on? Dust the sand off our feet and move on. Or what about when you come in contact with another Christian who says that they believe in the same Jesus that we believe in, and yet they are so rude and they are so mean and they are so judgmental, and you try and you try and you try to get them to see that God is a God of love and that Jesus calls us to follow him and to spread God's redeeming love to all the world, but they just can't hear because they're too mean and they're too broken and they're too judgmental. And what if you try and try and try to get that person to see your way, but people don't like to change their minds. Are you going to let them get you down? Pray for them, or are you going to dust the sand off your feet and walk away? Some people are not always ready to hear about God's love. 
Some people are not always ready to hear about the grace and the peace that we can receive from Jesus. Some people just aren't ready. So Jesus says, don't worry about it. There are some things that God can worry about that we don't need to worry about. We don't need to worry about every single thing and every single person. Jesus says, dust the sand off your feet and move on because there are people who need to hear the good news of God's redeeming love. There are people who want to be in our presence. There are people who want to hear what we have to say because we know this. Think about the disciples. They returned home and did we learn about these 70 disciples returning home so sad and so upset that everybody was mean to them? No. They returned home like teenagers on a mission trip. And I love those moments. I hope those moments are to come. They return home energized, telling Jesus about all that they have done and all that they have seen. And it's amazing because the truth is that we serve a God who wants to heal and bring peace to this world. We serve a God who wants us to be who we are called to be. We serve a God who is love and who brings joy and peace into this world. We serve a God who loves and restores. And we know that we serve such a good God. So when somebody is trying to bring us down, when somebody is trying to steal our joy, when somebody is trying to steal our enthusiasm, when somebody is trying to break us, we don't let them get it get us down, but we dust the sand off our feet and we move on. Now, our general minister and president was just here on Sunday or Friday, and he spent the whole day with us, actually. He spent the day with a lot of clergy and other people who gathered together before then we went out to go do ministry. And as he gathered together, he's in the last year of his second term as our general minister and president before he retires. And he said that when he first started as general minister and president, there was this, this phrase about the UCC that we are the best kept secret out there. <laughs> There's a phrase about the UCC that the United Church of Christ is the best kept secret out there because, you know, we welcome all. We, we say that no matter who you are on life's journey or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. But so many people don't know this. And he said that his goal when he took on the job as general minister and president or the, the calling, his goal was to make it so that we would not be the best kept secret out there. But everybody would know who we are and yet sadly so often we're still seen as the best kept secret out there sadly so often we hear about christians who spew hate so often we hear about christians who who are judgmental and mean and people don't hear about christians like us people don't hear about christians who welcome and who love and who see people who might be seen as different, but have a call to ministry and who empower those people. The other churches out there can be so noisy and so loud and they can spew their hate. And yet so often our denomination, the United Church of Christ, is seen as the best kept secret out there. The secret place where you can come and where you can be and where you are welcome. Where all people are welcome here. And the reality is that that shouldn't be a secret. The reality is that we love and we serve a God who is so good and so faithful to us. We love and we serve a God who teaches us the way of peace. We love and we serve a good and amazing God. Don't we love and serve a good God? We love and we serve a God who wants us to do what Jesus told his disciples to do. 
We love and we serve a God who wants us to go out there and spread the good news of God's redeeming love. We love and we serve a God who wants us to go out in the world and make sure that all people know that they are worthy, that all people know that they are loved, that all people know that they are blessed. We love and we serve a good God, but we keep it a secret. So I've got homework for us this week. Don't you love when I've got homework? Why don't we go out in the wor- into the world this week and remind people that no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter how they act, no matter who they love, no matter what, they are loved by God. Imagine if we all go out into the world two by two, And we let people know that God loves them, that God redeems them, that God blesses them. Imagine if we don't keep our faith a secret, but we go out into the world so that everyone can know that they are loved and everyone can know that they are worthy. Imagine if we take that calling of Jesus to go out into this world and we take that calling upon ourselves. This world is a wild and chaotic place. This world is full of hatred and judgment and nastiness and far too many Mr. Grumpy Pants out there. This world is full of so much negativity and yet Jesus calls us to go out into this world and to spread the good news of God's redeeming love. Isn't that good news? But what do we do if somebody doesn't want to hear our message? Dust the sand off our feet and we move on because somebody wants to hear. Somebody needs to hear that God loves them and that God redeems them. And maybe, just maybe, they need you to tell them that message. So let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day. Lord, we know that there's pain and we know that there is chaos in this world. But we also know that, Lord, you call us and you love us and you redeem us. So, Lord, help us be instruments of your peace in this world. Help us share the message of your redeeming love in this world. Help us spread your peace and further your justice in this world. Help us, Lord, to be your hands and your feet. Lord, when we come across those nasty curmudgeons, Let us dust it off and move on, but let us spread your good news to all the earth. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and together we say, Amen. And now let us continue with our tithes and offerings.
give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Come, you who are weary and restless. Come, all who hunger and thirst. We are, we are ready. Creating God, source of all our being and all the earth, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of life. We thank you for calling us to obedience and for sending us Jesus to show us how to live. Jesus, our Savior, we praise you for the glory of redemption. It was you who suffered the world's pain so that we may live. We celebrate the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, who carries us through life with the love and the strength of the Lord. We join in your unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We gratefully recall and remember Christ's, Christ's birth as one of us, Christ's baptism for our sin. Christ's compassion with our suffering, Christ's intimacy with our frailty, Christ bearing the cross with its death, and Christ rising from the tomb by the power of God. It was Jesus who took the bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. And we affirm the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. Bless us that as we receive them, we may offer you our faith and our praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may be strengthened by the Holy Spirit to continue faithfully as disciples in your world. And let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Through the broken bread, we participate in the body of Christ. Through the cup of blessing, we participate in the newness of life. 
we will celebrate communion via intinction, which means you take the wafer and you dip it into the cup before you eat it. All are welcome to receive communion here today. a table in your presence where the weary are restored where the bread is broken for us and the cup of life is born blood and body given Victor. 
us all pray the prayer of thanksgiving. We, we thank, thank you, Lord, Lord for, for your presence. presence. Strengthen, Strengthen us in faith. Increase our love for one another. And let us show the world the greatness through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In the unity with the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Make a joyful noise to the Lord on the earth. Every sea, 
every river, every stream, every mountain, every tree, every blade of grass will sing. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And now go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth sharing the good news of God's redeeming love. Go forth and be a blessing to all.